what's up? This is Rocky Asuka Romero, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is another edition of The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, live in the Diamond Studio, recorded ahead of time for your listening pleasure. I mean, is it really ahead of time, considering the fact that it's... Yeah, never mind. Ahead of time, yes, so we can make sure to put all the tweaks on it, because... Tweaks and tweets. Because they don't want to hear all the mess-ups, like if I said, like, or... See, look it. I got those words out of there just because I didn't want the fans. He in said here. some really horrible shit, by the way, you guys. I mean, it's a good thing that we do edit on these things. You know, I just Eli Drake really pisses me off, and I just I can't. What What did he do this week? Did he do anything? It's just his very existence just pisses you off. He just he took a picture with the Undertaker. He probably didn't pay 150 bucks for it, but neither That's did too I. Too bad. I neither did I. I, would, I wish people started paying us 250 bucks. Per, per picture? Per, no, just per pal, per podcast. We can take like pictures like the Young Bucks do. We're on Cameo. But Wait, what? Well, we can well, take what pictures. Do, of, what do the Young Bucks do? So the Young Bucks, you know how they showed in Defy Pro Wrestling? Yeah. They, took, they stayed and did meet and greets with all the fans. Did they pay? Did you have to pay oh, to do I don't, that? I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm sure they did. I don't think that. I feel like that's, uh, that's, not very, that's very much not on I will say this. I will say this. No, actually, they're really cool about that because I know this at the New Japan meet and greet. When I was there, they stayed around. To sign, because they couldn't sign anything for anyone except for the pre, uh, the already autographed stuff, and hand them out. Oh. So, but they said we will stay on our own free time after this and sign whatever um, you have, whatever you have for free. Like you got like a silver pen, we'll sign your shirt. Or yeah, if you have a, a pop figure, they sign those. Gross. Um, but they, they have. Well, cool. you think they do that? You think they do the thing that they do where they just like look at you? As I, I, I bet you all the goddamn time they get asked to do the thing where oh, they the sign pose. and they stare at you and they have their own like stro- oh, yeah, every yeah. stroke and they move their head with each stroke. Yeah. Um, and also the pictures that they took at the Defy Pro Wrestling thing, like every picture, the bucks are exactly the same. Like, just they, like they're the just not moving po- in the, in the exact same pose. Did anybody just like get like a picture collage made a gif of it? There, there's like, like one in a billion that's like. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, they, is, he's met, he's met, or they've met him before. Is it the one met. where they get the person in the middle, them posing, and then they have the, or and then you got Nick and Matt just posing at an angle? No, they literally were just like, like hi. Because like, I've been thinking Matt had his like hands in his jacket, yeah. and then Matt's hands started creeping closer and closer, more and more on people's um, shoulders. But <sighs> you think they're gonna go to an APW show? You really think they're gonna I go? Honestly, like, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be like the Lex Express and just go from indie to indie, saying, "Hey guys, we're gonna be we're here for you. We're not gonna make sure this place gets run to the ground." I think they're well. They also have to keep up their they have to keep their name relevant. Yeah, the good just try to keep a goodwill like a with the indies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but especially since SCU is gonna be at that. Um, it's it's still a tough pill to swallow, though. You know, considering the fact that. We're at, we're at a contract era. Yeah, I I think it's weird how like two vice presidents like yeah we'll show up to your show for free. Oh, that's just a work, dude. That's I, just a work. No, I know. But wait, what? What do you mean? They're not getting paid. You know, for the, like the quote unquote power struggle. Yeah, no, they completely went on to, went to those places at their own dime. But then the whole the young bucks. Oh, oh, signing people, like signing people and stuff. I actually think Cody's going to show up to an APW show if the Bucks don't, because Cody has a history at APW. Yeah. Um, but I would like all three of them to show up. Maybe you know February first. Just 1st. have them and just pretty much be like, um, like the ending of being the elite this week, where they just 
they pretty much just did all their moves. February first is. Uh, I mean, SCU isn't like SCU in a, a AP at APW uncensored uh, in March. I oh, believe. Them, they're definitely gonna come. They're de- you, yeah, yeah. They have to stop. By. Um, also, like February first, huh? It's I, on a I Saturday. have heard. It's on a. I think it's on a Friday. They're usually yeah. on Friday. You saw some ru- you, what, you heard some rumors. No, in no. Orlando? So Brian Alvarez was on. You know, he's going to be at this Killer Whale show on the first of February this next week. Cool. And um, I don't know. He said he just made it a point to say, "Yes, I will be there." And make I, sure Marco Snut is there too. And, well, he says he says you know he says, someone says, "Oh, will uh, Dave be there?" He goes, "I don't know." He goes, "I don't know else." Who I don't think Dave is going to be anywhere goes, anytime soon. I don't know who else will be there, but I will be there. I mean, d- so he just kept hinting at I will be there, and he was at the Defy show when the Bucks showed up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, before- now that you mentioned, hold on. Now that you mentioned Dave Meltzer, get well soon, Dave Meltzer. I went through the same. If you didn't know, Dave Meltzer just recently tweeted that he uh, uh-huh. he fell off his bike, and now he's in a cast of his left arm. I've went through the same exact injury. Can we make and, a virtual um, cast for Dave Meltzer for everyone to sign online? <laughs> Do, are those possible? Is that real? Can't. Like it's an online petition. I'm asking you. You're like the graphics person of this show, so a virtual cast. Yeah, like a like a 3D image of a cast, and then can, and people could just sign it. Uh, it sounds like some video game stuff. Just looks like an. Do online you know petition. how to make video games, Michael? Is what I'm asking. Man, I wish I would be doing these podcasts if I could. But like I said, I'm in the Diamond Studio. My name's Corey Smith. In my in here with my co-host today, the lovely, the talented, and with beautiful burgundy pants. Thank you. I, I never even thought of these as burgundy. I just said, hey, they're red. They're like, I know. got red wine spilt on these. You wouldn't notice. Where? And the left leg. Getting but uh, yeah, wearing, okay. I like how the thing you uh, said, it was burgundy. Is that like, do you know, like, I'm very objective in terms of, oh, I'm Michael Vergara, by the way. Um, are you like, are you the type who would actually go out of their way to like say specific colors? Like I say, that's. You're uh, Corey Smith. He's wearing an NWO Wolfpack shirt, and that NWO color is red. Red. Yes, so I would say, I just it was say red. it's red. Okay, you would say that's red. But, but let I mean, me point at something else. Uh, what would you consider this color? I'm pointing at his bed right now. Royal purple. Is it because it was listed as that when you bought it? No, just because I want to feel like I'm a king or okay. queen. What's this pillow right here? Ripped. Oh, gold. You think this is gold? I consider it beige. Oh, okay. Now that you're proving my point, is me saying a specific color? Is it blue or is it gold? I don't. Is know. beige a primary? Like, okay, whatever. This well, whatever. We're we are. If go, you want to, we're going to... off the rails here. The B show. We're we the B all, show. This is the B show. The we always you... go off the rails. Yeah, no, because that's the what the B show is for, and it's what City Wrestling Radio is for. You know, it's not like all our other shows are goes off the rails. This is the show where we have unfiltered, uncooked, unfiltered raw beef, raw beefiness. Yep, get our own ring girls too. Uh, you but can't if, see them. If, but if I'm you want to make them. sure, by the way, I want to say I was watching a CMLL um, uh, New Japan show this weekend. As you should. Is this fantastic? fantastic well, it's the one that took place in Mexico, not in Japan. So it's, wait, the one that took place in Mexico in Japan, not in Japan. Oh, okay. And um, and wow, might I say those those chairs that all the fans were sitting in were looking very comfortable. But every were, time, were, a, a did wrestler, they look more comfortable than the Saudi Arabia? No, sure. definitely not. Okay, um, but I will say that every time a, a performer comes out, a uh, four women uh, scantily clad came out and danced. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a very common thing. And it was it was very random. It's like they know each and every. Theme. It's like the Nitro Girls, the CMLL girls. Yep. Uh, but like I was saying, if you 
were weirded out by the CMLL girls, and you want to need a place I'm to sure go. They're fine. You need to so go somewhere else to clean your ears with some good, healthy content. Then you're in the wrong content. place. Find us at soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Also across a plethora of other fine podcast applications, including iTunes, Google Stitcher, Castbox, and many, many more. If you want to follow us on social media, it's probably it's probably the best way to follow us because um, you stay up to date with when we have new shows, uh, new posts, new articles, new whatever, new pictures of our cute faces at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all good shows. They are all good shows, especially the uh, the prediction addiction we did this weekend or this oh, week. Oh yes, uh, Royal Rumble 2019 and NXT that Takeover was, Phoenix. That was uploaded yesterday. 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 You have any like last minute like? Oh wait, let's just say this before we, you know, uh, last push. Yes, our, our official predictions are in. You know, we. We There's fought. no those those we can't retract, but we can't. anything else to say, like, um, you know, yes, Jack Tunney, you know, we we turned him into Jack Tunney, and he's the official president of City Wrestling Radio now, and it's just boy, the mighty have fallen. But yes, you you said you got some predictions. Um, well, I just uh, like I we were talking about before the show, Velveteen's for sure going to show up. That was mine. Damn it. Um, oh, I mean, I mean, I, we both can say it. Yeah, Velveteen everyone. will probably show up. Uh, uh, Roman will probably be at the, in the show some in some capacity. I doubt. I, I think you'll. I think you should save him for Mania. I mean, where is it in Arizona? Where yeah, does Phoenix. He live? Burn it, burn it. I think he lives. You know, lives in Phoenix, in Florida. It's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and uh, he oh, for God. sure. He for sure. Man, he is doing some fucking great work right now. That dude. Oh my God. The okay. So he was in an interview. He got interviewed by ESPN. Um, that was a little bit more serious. But then there's stuff out there where he um. He was getting interviewed by like you know various news affiliate outlets that are promoting Correct. Royal Rumble because it is in Chase Field and Phoenix, Arizona. Correct, absolutely. And I mean, just just look at look up Daniel Bryan and the the shit that he's doing. I'm sure you've watched already him going on a tirade of the WrestleMania Access merch shop. Oh, that was great! And um, he's just like you know going through the all the different. Uh, he goes, "What do we have here? More and more shirts. You don't need more shirts, but we're enticing you to buy more shirts. Why? Because we want your money. Da-da, this and that. It's in plastic." I was like, "Oh my god, Daniel and, Bryan!" And then and then the stuff that like and then he go he turns over to the leather AJ Styles vests. And like these are made of leather, and they you know what <laughs> no, they not. use for leather? It's cows. This could have been Bets. This was Betsy. This was Lou. And he it's just so throws good. it around he's like so good. I love Daniel. Bryan. And then uh, I hope he keeps that title forever. Yeah, he starts going off. And then he did you see him going off on the burger? Oh, you mean the t- with the tweets? The tweets on the row. So because the, the Chase Burger. Describe the, the Chase oh, the, Burger. The Chase Field is having a special burger this weekend. This is a baseball stadium at in Phoenix. The, yeah, you know uh, where they're having where they're hosting the Royal Rumble, and this burger is is a crazy like. So it's like ten ounces of bratwurst pork patty, um, bacon, which sounds already gross to me because I like a beef patty. I'd rather a beef patty. And I feel um, like I bacon, feel, cheddar cheese. To me, when I hear that, it's just it just comes off like I'm a master. And, uh, no, a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. I hate it when you add additional meat to. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah meat yeah. of uh, from other animals in a burger. Oh, I had. I'm a not bur- a big fan of that. I I went to and I can say that on a high class scale because I went to International Smoke for my birthday. You know, a place owned by Aisha Curry and Steph Curry. Wow, <laughs> you you got a spot over there. Is it hard to get in? No, it's not hard. It okay. Was, yeah. How um, it? But I, it was good, but I had the burger, but it was like pork belly and beef. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. It was just, it was good, but it was like, okay, this is a little too. You might like say, the pork belly's a little sweet. You might say it was a miss. It was a little too sweet for me. 
But anyways, uh, so Daniel Bryan's going off about this burger on Twitter saying, you know, like, you know, look at this burger. Because it also has, like, chicken nuggets on the top of it, too, which is fucking, it's like, yeah, because if you want a couple extra bites of something, there you go. I just hate it when a burger gets too tall for its own good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, go to Orphan Andy's on 2 a.m. and, you know, in the Castro. Is it literally just like a I burger? ordered a double cheeseburger and it was like two giant, like, 10-ounce patties. I hate those. I Anyways, hate, like, and then, it was and then, delicious. And, but. like, I have a cousin of mine who, um... Um, he's really into open-faced burgers. Yeah. If you know what those are, like it's just you, not you pre- closed. You pretty much just open. Well, you pretty much just get a, one of the beef patties and then you place it on top of the bread and you just eat it like that. There's no bread in between. It's just a one. It's a one-sided thing where it's oh. just. A, and I just thought, like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. What's weird. wrong with you? Anyway, so what he are you go, doing with your life? He goes on a tirade about this burger, saying, "Oh, this is made out of beef." Yada yada yada. You know, like you're just using this to. To fill to fill your pockets, Chase Stadium or Chase Field, they're calling it the Rumble Burger. Then they also the Chase uh, Arena tweeted back, "Hey, we're just giving the people what they want." So here's the tweet actually. Um, Chase Field should be okay. So Chase Field, they tweet about the Royal Rumble Burger, and then Daniel Bryan's like, "Chase Field should be ashamed of themselves. Made from factory farmed pigs, an intelligent and extremely social mammal, and cheese from cows whose babies were ripped away from them. Then add the heart disease delivered to the people who eat it. Hashtag shame. Hashtag the worst generation." <laughs> And then Chase Field responds, we just give the people what they want. And they clearly want the hashtag Royal Rumble burger. And then, <laughs> hashtag Royal Rumble, hashtag burger. And then Daniel Bryan claps back. Uh, an excuse every time. Oh, no, hold on. I forget. An excuse every time in history has made. The reality is just you want you. The reality is you just want to line your pockets. Prove me wrong by giving 100% of the profits from the Royal Rumble burgers to at Phoenix Children's or similar charity. That is what wow. the people want. This uh, let me let me let me clarify this. The heel, the championship heel, Daniel Bryan is forcing or just they have to pretty they, much just pretty much playing their just pretty much playing his hand in like telling this this stadium, this corporate like this the stadium to freaking donate to this charity. And if they don't, that just makes Daniel Bryan that proves him right. And if they and if they do donate one hundred percent of the profits, then. They're not going to donate. They win too. They're not going to donate one hundred percent. They're going to donate um, a good like quarter of the proceeds. They're not going to donate one hundred. percent Or they're going to donate one hundred percent. They could have the today. burger. Or they could have the burger. Actually, it's just a fucking burger. They're, they're going to make so much money that day. They got to do it though. They have to. They have to donate something now yeah. because they've also brought this organization in that's tweeted out and said just like saying, "Hey, thanks for the shout out. Like we just love all the love we get from wherever." Like they were trying to be very. Um, political about it, you know the Phoenix Children's Hospital. They want so uh, this. Uh, they also want him to speak at Rutgers University. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they want Daniel Bryan. Like this one lady, Naomi Klein. I think she's a professor over there. And then like they've been like exchanging like you know bookings and everything. Like we'll talk. We'll blah blah blah. And I'm like, this is he. Know, Daniel Bryan knows exactly what he's doing. Jesus Christ. I've never seen a guy like more in tune and like like in love with his own character. I think he's figured it out though. Like if you're a heel in WWE, you're face in real life. Yeah, that's true. Like look at Sami Zayn. Look at Kevin Owens just going to Shania Twain shows on his own free time. I mean Shania. I mean Shania. I I I feel like a woman. I don't know about Shania Twain, man. But she feels politically. I mean, she's not. She feels the stuff I hear about her politically. I don't know, man. You said politically though. Yeah, politically. Let's get in some political news here at City Wrestling Radio. Oh no. Let's go to our political correspondents in Washington D.C. 
Okay, uh, Frederick uh, Fredrickson, we are at the scene right now in Washington, D.C. What do you got for me, Frederick? Uh, hey, what's up? This is Corey, actually. There's Where's Frederick. Oh, I forgot. I fired Frederick. Why? Um, okay, so here's the thing. I got him to Washington, D.C., and then he called Okay, me. I don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, coming up, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have a series of shows coming up. The... Uh, the Ring of Honor and G1 or New Japan Pro Wrestling co-promoted shows. I'm sorry, Corey. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was I was working with it. I was trying to harness all my um, my uh, what do you call that? Um, Mono. Improv. Yes. Improvisation. Uh, so the U.S. lineups for New Japan Pro Wrestling coming up. The lineups for the next three shows are affected by the government shutdown, which apparently ended today for the next three weeks at least. Okay, Tanahashi, get on that plane right now. But I mean, it, there's I mean, apparently they said yesterday. New Japan Pro Wrestling said even if they were able to, like the government was it would to be a month, up, like it would be like a very exactly. long process. And there's there's right so now. many backed up um, visas probably that need to be processed before a couple of wrestlers. I'm sure there's like diplomats and like computer scientists that need yeah. to come into the you're like, yeah, whatever. We need Tanahashi. Uh, so the lineups for the next three shows have been affected by the government shutdown in the United States with New Japan issuing a statement saying that they were unable to obtain visas for the Japanese wrestlers. They said, quote, it is with great disappointment that we announced that due to the ongoing 1819 or 2018-19 United States federal government shutdown, we are unable to obtain visas for our Japanese talent who are looking forward to seeing the U.S. fans at the new beginning shows in the USA. Um, so the tour is set to start at the Globe Theater in a couple of days, about five days on January 30th in New York or sorry, Los Angeles. Uh, they also make stops at the Grady Cole Center in Charlotte, North Carolina on February 1st. And the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee on February. I didn't write the date down. It's fine. No one cares about this show. Um, well, so, no, people really care about this show. And I, you know, I mean, I would be so. pissed. Rightfully be... so. Rightfully so. You pay 130. Well, how much did I pay for that New Japan G1 special? 150. Like, if I dropped that amount of money and got the card that we got out of it, like, I would be super disappointed. Well, bef- I mean, I already was kind of disappointed when they got fucking Cody against Kenny Omega. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, good show, anyway. So, there is, so the shows were supposed to feature a bunch of, like you said. New Japan uh, talent. Yeah, New Japan it's talent. From, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Ring of Honor wrestlers and Young Lions from New Japan's uh, California Dojo and a few independent wrestlers. Like- Paul Fredericks. Dude, this is a great opportunity for Carl Fredericks. I will say that he is on all three shows. You know, do your, do your damnedest. Do your damn dude. He could. He could like seriously do your dude damnedest. Prove himself in this. Um, so let's see. Uh, I mean, the mere f- fact that he's being booked in shows anyway seems says they he's he's showing some promise. Yeah. So before the issue with obtaining visas, the New Japan shows uh, had been set to feature Japanese talent who are not going to be there. Um, the LA show will be headlined by a returning Rapungi Vice. Vice. Uh, Beretta and Rocky Romero versus Juice Robinson and Tracy Williams. Now he has to just be in our bumper now, huh? Rocky Romero. Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Rocky Romero. <laughs> okay, go. Yeah. Uh, so here are the full uh, new new beginning cards. So let's go through them. New J- um, in Los Angeles on the thirtieth. Like I said, it's gonna be headlined by Rapungi Vice versus Juice Robinson and Tracy Williams. Chucky e. T versus David Finley. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Carl Fredericks, Marty Skrill and Brody King versus Lance Archer and David Boy Smith Jr., Colt Cabana versus Shane Taylor, uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Taylor Bateman. Oh, Tyler Bateman. Um, Alex. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Tyler Bateman. Yes, Tyler Bateman. 
Tyler Bate. Men. Men. Yeah, no, trust me. I get him confused all the time. He wrestles at APW all the He's a great wrestler. We got Tyler. Ladies and gentlemen, we got like, Tyler, Jeff Cobb versus Tyler Bate. Yay, men. Oh. oh. No, hey, I'm sure Tyler Bateman's a great wrestler. I I'm think sorry. he's from San Francisco. He needs to change his name. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yes, he definitely does because I have said Tyler Bate many times, yeah. many of times. Um, and then you should just do, you should just twirl your mustache in front of him. Alex, well, he has a twirly mustache. <laughs> Cease and desist, right here. Does he look like? <laughs> no, Tyler no, Bate? no, no. He's like tall and lanky, and okay. not short and super sexy. Well, and, Tyler um, Bateman's kind of sexy with, with very leathery leather pants. Anyways, those uh, UK boys, they big strong the way boys. They, they are they, the, the way they dress Woo. over there, man. Uh, especially Wolfgang. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Alex Coughlin versus Clark Connors. That's going to be your opening match <clears throat> in Charlotte. We have the Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina, on oh, February first. And Charlotte is also going to be on the shelf. Like Juice, Ro- Juice Robinson's defending his uh, title, the IWGP <laughs> United States Championship, against Beretta, Chucky T, and Rocky Romero versus David Finley and Tracy Williams. David Finley Jr. or Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Alex Coughlin, Marty Scroll and Brody King versus Jeff Cobb and Jonathan Gresham, the Great O'Cron. Oh, Karn. Karn, who's that? Uh, he's a young lion. Versus Tracer X. Tracer it's Tracer X. Who the fuck is Tracer X? Maybe it's a homage to Mitsuharu Masawa's Tracer Spartan X. Tracer X. Colt Cabana. Maybe he's really into Speed Racer and likes Racer X. Colt Cabana and John Schuyler versus Lance Archer and Shane Taylor. I don't know yep. why Shane Taylor is being split up, or Lance Lance Archer is being split up from his tag team partner. Yep. Uh, Carl Fredericks versus Clark Connors. And then the last day, Nashville. Going to Nashville. Beretta, Chucky T, Rocky Romero versus Juice Robinson, David Finley. It's just a rotation of these guys, right? Uh, yeah, pretty okay. much. It is just a rotation. We'll keep going. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Brody King. Well, that'll be a good match. Marty Scroll versus Clark Connors. The Great O'Cron, you said? Great O'Karn. Karn versus Harlem Bra- Bravado? Harlem Bravado. Yep. I've never heard of him either. Cole Cabana and Jonathan Gresham like versus... Like most people on this card. Yeah, well, I've heard of I mean, Carl I've heard Fredericks. a lot of these. I mean, you know. Carl Fredericks, I've heard of. Yeah. Again, this... On what planet do you think this warrants $130? Uh, I feel like that's at most. Uh, that's 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 most of what they're. They need to get fucking free T-shirts out at these shows. You just like a voucher. It's like everybody it's, would be fine with like a new, like, like a random New Japan logo shirt. It's like if um, it's as if uh, your flight gets delayed and then you get like a like you get a voucher for a, like a, a free $50. bag of peanuts. Oh, no, like you get like since you ever been in like an airplane before and the flight got delayed and so they gotta like give you these uh, vouchers for like fifty dollars worth for good for towards food. a hotel or food. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never gotten one of those. Yeah. No, I did. It's pretty fun. It's pretty. I'm cool. pretty. I'm pretty good at getting I had my a chicken salad sandwich. It was pretty good. But anyway, yeah, that's, Paid for they by have to United find Airlines. They, they have to find a way to make good on this because this, with all due respect to all these performers, they're all very good and everything. But it's not. This, not is, a, this is a new to be. It's not Suzuki. It's not LIJ. It just sounds like a resounding failure of a U.S. expansion, especially because with the the elite, you know, going all elite wrestling. And I all mean, it's not like it's not like a fucking WWE. Like Jay White's not on that show. It's not like WWE, you know, doing the fucking Royal Rumble stuff, like um, like promoting Brock and Braun the entire time. They knew they weren't going to have that match, and the bait and switch. I mean, so I mean, it's not that it's bad. Not, it's it, legit. That, that's not exactly a match people are like fawning over for. Still, I mean, they weren't. You know, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. What it else? was that was incredibly disappointing to see, like to hear, because I, 
Oh, if I, mean, I was I, going because to these shows, because New, New Japan, like those are places New Japan like never go to, and apparently they'll they're still not continuing to go to now, considering the talent involved in those shows. And yeah, no, that I would be incredibly disappointed. I'd be pissed. Ah, keep the shutdown did going, you, Trump. You s- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that conspiracy going on where like just to get like. If they like, Vince, all they have is David Finlay. Like Vince is on Trump's ear just to continue the government shutdown. Yeah, just to prevent wrestlers from heading over to that, in, that like, American places. Beefy, beef it up. Uh, Anyways, uh, let's see what else. In this? Uh, Jungle Boy finally signed to AEW officially. He was on the. He was standing. I mean, he was sitting on the shoulders of the Bucks. Well, of Cody, and then he was shaking the hands of the Bucks. Okay, it was on the end of being the elite. Yeah. Uh, a they have been wearing show. those jackets for a while now. Those all, are you going to get one of those? You no, get one of those? No, no, they no. look nice. I want an All Elite Wrestling uh, tank top for the gym. Okay. Especially the Cody Rhodes one. It says, do the work. Okay. It's really nice. All right. It's really nice. I'm, it's gold. It's gold. It's, it's cold, Kamana? It's gold. Oh. Gold. G-O-L-D. What else do we have in the news, Michael? Uh, Ronda Rousey is apparently leaving after WrestleMania, and then she said no. And then she said no. Wait, what? She said no? Like, she said, like, don't leave my reproductive organs out of this and everything, because they said the main, what was said was the main reasoning Ronda's leaving after WrestleMania was that she wants to start a family. And this was reported by Dave Meltzer earlier this Uh, week, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, He reported Um, that, you know, Ronda Rousey, um, after Mania, she's uh, most likely going to, she could drop the title and go... um, Go start her family like she eventually wanted to. Um, and this has been... There's been speculation about this for a while now, I feel like. Like, it was never a permanent thing. Yeah, but... Okay, so here's the thing. Is that they were reporting <coughs> last year that she was signed a multi, multi-year deal, which she was. So 2021. C-Lab 2021. You know, she was. Um, You're looking for me. Yeah. Um, God, now I got that song stuck in my head. Yeah. Underneath the water. So she signed in 2021, and then... Uh, but she can still take time off. Like there's nothing. Yeah, in like that she could stuff. do a Bret Hart. She can be in Lonesome Dove after she can do she a Brock Lesnar if she fucking wins. wants to. Yeah. So there's a statement. She was being interviewed by Ramona Shelburne at ESPN, and she and I quote, "I've not kept it a secret that I would definitely want to start a family, but how do you go about doing that? I love this way more than I thought I would. So do you just keep going until you just happen to get pregnant, or should you stop and go try and get pregnant?" Or is go or is going and trying to get pregnant, putting yourself on the spot, and then you're less likely to get pregnant. I've never had a baby before. I don't know these kind of things. It would be kind of cool to just keep acting, and then one day, hey, surprise twist, I'm pregnant. That would be fun. There's a lot of things up in the air, a lot of decisions, and uh, we've got to we a lot of decisions that we got to make as a family. I'm trying to figure it out as I go along. Sandy Hook's not real. I I did some editorializing on that part. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The a little bit of eh, only a little bit of editorializing, but that's uh-huh. exactly what you said. Well, uh, I guess that clears did, that up. She didn't deny anything. Yeah. So. And say no. She just said, "Hey, she who, is very." How, she just pretty much just said, "How hilarious would it be if I just got pregnant right now?" What was the thing that happened last time that when she was interviewed by someone about something? It was like by TMZ on the street. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna. This is totally gonna be on a YouTube. Uh, highlight right here because i mean i just read it off the, yeah, yeah yeah because look forward to that guys i can't wait to hear you talking about it being a youtube clip on a youtube clip whoa trippy man logo uh, but also um yeah ronda rousey i mean she didn't say no she's been notoriously bad for giving 
for giving uh, bad street interviews. Like, I'm trying to remember what bad it was. Bad street, bad street <laughs> interviews here. Dun, dun, okay, go ahead. Dun, 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 dun. We don't have to... What is she, what was that interview like? She the was, TMZ one where like she was defending the Saudi Arabia show even though she was right. not booked on it. And she was like, yeah, it's like great, like whatever. I want to cut my hair in Greece and, you know, watch your feet with it. Yeah, you know? like I can drive there. It's fine. I mean, that's a biblical statement. Yeah. You, like uh, you, we heard it from the Pacific Northwest. And yeah, so, they did some research. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they just opened up a Bible. Um, they, I they have researched. reason to confirm. It was uh, it was um, Gabriel 1462. Uh, no, I don't know. The, I don't know, dude. I thought it really was. No, <laughs> like, I have wait, no idea. I don't know, man. It's in the Bible somewhere where apparently someone cut off somebody's hair. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, it was explained <laughs> to me. It was explained to me. So apparently Mary Magdalena, and please don't. Magdalene. Mary Magdalena or Magdalene, whatever. Yeah. No, Magdalena, uh, she works at KCSF. Um, to thank Jesus from like saving her from being like um, a prostitute or something. Um cut her hair off and washed his feet with it and uh, as a great gesture and i was like dude wow times were tough back then i was like dude jesus jesus she christ needs dude. jesus man i was like dude why are you letting this woman wash your feet with her hair like seriously be a bro and just be like no nah, it's cool i'm just Sign gonna of the times man just Sign of the times. i'm just gonna put my feet under some water it's fine girl like you go do you i'm gonna be me i'm jesus Man, sorry to think things I thought we Jesus never... wasn't woke. I'm just to, and to think I, the, the things that I never thought I would talk about in a wrestling podcast. <laughs> well, t- you know what? Blame that on Ronda Rousey for bringing up that fucking line. Okay. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's weird, and I mean that in a good way in and a, a way. little bit in a bad way. She's she's like she seems like super tough, but then super young at the same. She's time. She's incredibly defensive. Yeah, Cause that's how she kind of comes across like immature but tough at this. Like she can take it, but she got <laughs> to me like interviewing. Hey guys, City Wrestling Radio here at WrestleMania Access Week, and I'm with Ronda Rousey. I don't want to talk with you. I heard what you said about me in the podcast. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard that motherfucker. <laughs> Let's move on. Vanity searching. <sighs> the Rock. Uh, what about The Rock? Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced Friday that I'm reading this off post wrestling. Uh, Dwayne The Rock, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced Friday that Roman Reigns, Joe Anawahi, will be playing Johnson's brother in the upcoming <laughs> Fast and Furious yeah. spinoff film Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs Johnson, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Brooks and Dunn. No, what was it? Dunn and Strong. Dunn Strong. <laughs> uh, starring Johnson and Jason Statham. Film will be released on August 2nd this year. Yeah, so I saw, I followed The Rock's Instagram account, as it, nor any any American citizen should. And I saw the stuff, the pictures that they were going around. And these guys were just straight up, Mo- like, dress up like Moana. Like, off the set of Moana or something. And they were but just they had, like, like khakis super, underneath. Yeah, super tribal gear and everything. It's like, did these guys, like, watch Black Panther one day? And so, like, oh, yeah, we need that. <laughs> We need that super, like super cultural. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with it. I mean, hey, it's 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 it wouldn't it would appear it'll be good. It, it would be authentic at least. It'll be good if it's not produced by WWE Films. Uh, it won't. Okay, then it's, it might it's be. It's a good. Fast and Furious spinoff. It's like, well, who is it? What Universal. You, you don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's still you know, like. like, and then you see those set pictures, and you. More or less, kind of get an update on you know Roman Reigns, considering the fact that he is still undergoing treatment for leukemia. And apparently, Dave Meltzer tweeted um, with one hand because he broke his left arm on uh, a bike ride uh, that there was an up there. He just pretty much just says there was an excellent update on the on the recovery process of Joe Inouye, Roman Reigns. Not, I mean, not. Let me be clear, not recovery process, but a good update on his health. 
So he's doing okay. Things are looking up. He's taking pictures you know? in Hawaii. He's filming a movie. And I don't in know Hawaii any- and in Hawaii. I don't know anything about leukemia, but I'm guessing that if you're filming a movie, you're doing all right. I mean, this could have been taken like months ago for all we for all we for, yeah. all, for what we're aware of. If you're taking pictures with fans in a, a hotel lobby room and not hooked up to like some machine like going through chemotherapy. Yeah, maybe he's past that or maybe he's about to be in that. Sometimes people don't need chemo. Sometimes people fight it on their own. Yeah. It depends on how You don't know. Like what stage of cancer or leukemia is it, you know? Came back after 11 years ago, so it can't be I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. A uh, little piece of news before we get out of here for this weekend, because, you know, this weekend. get out of here. We're far from done today. I know. Before we fucking get into our reviews for the week for NXT and NXT UK. And something else. Uh, and uh, a little wrestling show and tell. Oh, God. Oh, we're far from done. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so re- uh, <laughs> World Collide Tournament this week happening at the WWE Access in Phoenix. That's when worlds collide. Yeah, Power Man 5000. PM 5K. Uh, the tournament will be held across three sessions. Did you really go by that? Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, cool. sometimes. Uh, Royal Rumble Access in Phoenix um, in Arizona this weekend. Opening matches will then air on WWE.com, WWE's app, YouTube, and Facebook and Twitter starting at noon Eastern time on Saturday morning, February 2nd. The WWE Network. Um, special will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern on February 2nd. Oh, so that's a week later. Okay, so not this weekend. It's going to be next weekend, Michael. Uh, oh, next weekend? Yeah, on February 2nd. Then, wait, so where would it, where is it taking place? At Access. But, but it's going to be filmed ahead of time. Oh, so they're going to show it. Exactly, okay, on February yeah. 2nd. Okay. The network special will include a battle royal to determine um, the seating for the tournament based on the elimination order. And the matches for the later rounds, uh, including the final, the winner of the Battle Royal, will get a first-round bye. Okay, cool. Um, like I said, 15 competitors from all over NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Let's go over the order of um, of competitors, Michael, shall we? From NXT, we have Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic! Uh, Keith Lee and Shane Thorne? Yep, one half of the Mighty. Or formally. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, NXT UK, Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. Did you see that picture Zach Gibson post with his little girl? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm assuming it's adorable. It's so cute. And he put the little NXT UK uh, tag team champion in front of her and says, she'll grow into it. Aww. That was cute. Anyways, 205 Live, Cedric Alexander, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, TJP, and Humberto Carrillo. That dude is getting pushed. He's getting pushed to the moon. Who do, who do we have winning this, Michael? I'm going Cedric Alexander. He's I'm, going to NXT. He's going to win that NXT championship. My money's on Mendoza. No. Um, let's see. Out of everybody there, I don't see any of the main. I don't see an NXT Cedric. guy winning it. Cedric. Cedric. You say Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he's moving to NXT. That's why. Or Gulak, he can move uh, who's to... Who's on the UK again? Can you repeat that? Um, Andrews, Tyler Bate. Um, let's see. I'm going to say Tyler Travis Bate. Banks, Jordan Devlin. I'm going to say Tyler Bate. Okay. Yeah. And he goes after the... Oh, then he goes after Peter Dune? Mm-hmm. Peter Dune. No. I can see him going after Valter, because I see Valter taking the title off. Or he, he can go after... Um, Come on, say Dune. Please don't say Dune. Dune? Yeah. Peter Dune. Uh, the acclaimed sci-fi novel. It's not that great. I mean, I never read it. Neither did I. I'll take your word for it. 
Ah, let's move on to our NXT and NXT UK review, shall we? Unless you have anything else you want to add to the news. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, no, no, no. I was thinking, uh, it'll CM come... Punk's coming back. No, he's not. Yes, he is. That's the news. He's not. He's not coming back. He's never going to come back. He's might as well. But what's up dead. with this shirt thing? Dude, that that happens all the time in websites. All the whenever you see somebody's when you have unauthorized usage of somebody's uh, face, especially especially with designs that were made in the past. Like so, but why? Does even all, if it's even if it's discontinued, it's still well within the rights. Why did All Elite Wrestling make this complaint and ask them to take it down? I have no idea. Mm. Uh, another news: Trevor Lee sucks. Oh yeah, I didn't even repeat what the hell they these were. He said the N word a lot on his Twitter. I guess he said the F word. He said the three letter F word a lot. He said, he said fag. I can say that. It's okay. You can. I can. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, he said a lot of bad words. He said a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. I wonder uh, if they'll even keep was, signing um, him. Uh, Dude, what is up with everyone they like sign or want to push, and then all of a sudden like? Dude. Uh, Juice Robinson's the smartest fucker alive in regards to this. He just deleted his tw- he deleted his Twitter account like just in full mass. Oh, nice! Like the minute he got signed with New Japan, I think he's just like, nope, nope, doing it, nope, 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 nope. nope. I'm sure. I think New Japan though they have like special rules that when you join the company, you have to kind of start like a new like a a young lion and delete all forms of social media and try not to get yourself over in any yeah. which way possible. Uh, you want to just, I know it's not much, much news, but do you want to see the, the favorites for men's and women's Royal Rumbles? The favorites? Yeah, the favorites. Betting odds? Uh, I mean, it's according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, so you might as well just, let's might guys, as well, it might as well be gospel. It's, it's, uh, betting odds. So guys, if you don't want to hear this, like skip ahead, like a couple minutes. Yeah. Braun Strowman, who was cleared to return to action only this week. And I'm Seth Rollins are the favorites for the men's match. And on the women's side, there was a storyline pitch where Becky Lynch would fail in her attempt to beat Asuka and then come back later to the night to enter the Royal Rumble and win it. Yada, yada, yada. There was a match with Ronda Rousey. Charlotte Flair is also a possible favorite with Lynch, possible co-favorite. It's That's not news. I was expecting something else. <laughs> that shit. Anyway. Like, oh, let's move it. on. Yeah. Reviews? Yeah. Shall we? Let's kick it off with NXT. NXT UK coming from uh, Blackpool, England still. You know what's really funny about these? You know when they're in an American city and they take the overhead shots of the city, it looks beautiful. Like oh, like that's completely hilarious. Lights shining brightly, like it's a beautiful city, like Miami, San Francisco, or like the Bay Area, wherever they are. You know, New York City, and then they do it when they're in Blackpool, and it's just like, oi, we're in Blackpool. There's a beach. There's the fog, and there's the there's the muffin shop down where my mother makes muffins. Is muffin or muffins like a big thing in England. I don't know. I'm sure they are. It just it's very like, like chicken takers. It just it's like a above above view of the city that's a very like small town. It's just funny. They're trying to make it like we're here, Blackpool. And it's just it's great. I love it. So Nigel McGinnis where they are. Nigel McGinnis and Vic Joseph. Uh they're back <coughs> in the house. I like this. They're actually uh not ringside, but they're in the same spot they were for the NXT takeover. So they're just a, like far away from They're the on the balcony. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna have they had TV tapings after the did you watch that Nigel McGuinness documentary by the way no not yet I highly recommend it I heard it's really good it's great I saw like some spots from it yeah. uh, so out comes the NXT uh, UK champion dapper Peter Dunn because man he was some, he looks so dapper when he comes out with his uh, his ankles showing his um, his loafers his scarf it's gonna sound like an insult but he kind of shares the same facial mannerisms than with Donald Trump 
Oh, yeah. Where they, he kind of just like puffs up his lips a lot. And uh, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so not the you know not the most pleasant comparison, but it's a comparison nonetheless. Don't kill me, Dunn. If you're if you politically lean, he's like not liking that comparison. He's like, I don't like. I it. don't like it when you say compare me to Donald Trump. He didn't say that, but what he did say is that NXT Blackpool they made history. But since NXT Takeover in Chicago, 2017. There's one thing that stayed the same, that he is the NXT UK champion. He is. He and, won. Yeah, he won. 2017. You didn't see the match? Yeah. Maybe that should be a wrestling show until coming up. Uh, out comes Gallus. The Kofi brothers. All for it, man. The Kofi brothers, they dress like they're going on a fishing trip. Like, they're just, you know, like one has like a jacket. The other guy's a sweater on. It's like, whatever. It's Kofi brothers. Describe then, each uh, each individual But, outfit. man, Wolfgang great detail. Okay, is like Wolfgang. the party man of this group. He has this shirt on that looks like, I can't tell if it's it like. It looks like confetti. It looks like, the, it looks like the beginning. It looks like the beginning of Saved by the Bell. Or like firecrackers or like some weird looking fish things on it. Yeah. But he looks like he's ready to party. Um, he comes, they all come out to the ring. He, uh, Joe Coffey says, enjoy the title because you know who's going to waste. It's going to be around at the end of the war. Um, that's when out comes Walter. Walter comes out. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Oh, I thought keep we were going to that. Oh, okay. Uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey hop on the apron to hold Joe Coffey back because, you know, he's, ooh, ooh. Hold me back, bro. Hold me back, bro. It pretty much Just is like that. Make him look uh, tough. That's funny. Uh, then, uh, so they start walking up the ramp. They said, yeah, screw this. We're going to leave. That's when uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey just try to attack Walter and Pete Dunn but fail because, you know, it's Walter and Pete Dunn. The title falls down between the two. Dunn's eyes on Walter, Walter's eyes on the title, and Dunn's music hits, and that's it. He walks away. I don't like Pete Dunn's music. I, it's okay. I think it's, I think it's about due for a change. It's fine. It's too generic to me. Did you see the clip of him wrestling at some indie promotion with the drummer in the ring, playing his theme song? Who? Pete Dunn? Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was like an indie show in, in England. How long ago was this? Cause this is somewhat recently. Like, okay. Was yeah, it like an ICW show, or just any of, like any of the... Indie pro wrestling, uh, indie British wrestling promotions where there's like, you know, who has passed the, the WWE purity test. Yeah, I mean, they could yeah. still do some, some indie shows here and there. Like, <sighs> I think it was like a progress show. Okay, then definitely he, he can go there. Next up, we have a Sid Scala hotel announcement. Uh, he announces that NXT UK is going to have tapings sometime this weekend. During Also, Phoenix. please, please tell the receptionist that we need more towels in room 32. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, NXT UK TV tapings in Phoenix, I think. They were saying, because they said we're going to be there in Phoenix. Like Chase Field? He says we're going to be there in Phoenix, and we're going to have NXT UK TV tapings. Are you, t- are, are you sure they were referring to the oh NXT UK tapings? In Phoenix. I think I think what they're referring to is they're going to have match tapings within Access. Access. Oh, that's yeah. probably what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Um, he goes, they, he, like, yep, this is a TV taping. We taped this in Phoenix. It's on TV. Uh, so in walks uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. That's his name, right? James Drake. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's so forgettable, man. I'm sorry, Zach Gibson. I I remember James Drake though. He's like he's just he's just a bald Sami Zayn. He looks like um what do you call it? Macaulay Culkin, like grown up. Oh, who are you talking about? Manchus or <laughs> what? Wait, who are you talking? James about? Drake, Zach Gibson's tag team partner. Oh, I thought you were talking about Zach See? Gibson. See, he's forgettable. Zach Gibson's fine. I mean, we'll talk about forgettable people. Uh, Sid Sid Scala congratulates the two men on their win. He says, "We'll talk when we're ready." But now you can you can just job on. I like that phrase, job on. 
I'm gonna tell somebody that you just job on. It's like calling. It's, it's like a, an evolution of jabroni. It, it, I love it. Just job on. All they right. Just remove the I and the uh, R and the I and jabroni. Job on. Uh, so then it cuts back to the announced team, and for some reason, Nigel can't say fuck off. That's so uh, Nigel, for some reason, calls Sid Scala slimy squid Scala. And oh yeah, that describes him perfectly. And then it just he's just he says, "Look at that slimy squid Scala," and then he just stops talking. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Next up, we have uh, Nina Samuels versus Lana Austin. Uh, slow match start. Lana Austin, I guess she was she had a child when she was 18 years old. She's a mother, and the crowd was kind of behind her, but... They were behind that fact, or just... Oh, no, they were behind her. I'm sorry. They were behind her, yeah, as a wrestler. Uh, but, you know, they, I guess they were behind that fact, too. I mean, that was... Uh, she's cool, whatever. She makes it work. She makes it work. Uh, slow match, uh, but... The only crowd reaction there was was a little bit for Lana Austin. Uh, Samuels ties Austin up in the ropes. Dropkick to Austin. Russian leg sweep to Samuels. Uh, but Samuels eventually hits the prima donna, which is kind of like a tiebreaker um, to Lana Austin. And then she gets the pin and the win. So there you go. Uh, Nina Samuels, I guess. I don't know. That women's division is kind of lackluster at this point, man. Mm. They have Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. And then what? Isla Dawn. Genie, Genie. They have Candy Floss. They, I mean, they have Zia Brookside. I'm not gonna lie, but they don't push Zia Brookside. They job her out in every single match. I against get, get I, Robbie Brookside on the phone. Then I'm gonna talk to him. You know, hey Robbie, Robbie, where's the beef? Oi, they come to your house and put you in a submission move. I don't know. I, I never. I don't have too familiar. No, Zia Brookside is responsible for any success Zia Brookside has had was probably well earned. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he didn't train her or anything. Okay. Yeah, remember that was like the first time he saw her wrestle. Was that like yeah. at the? I'm looking at pictures of Nina Samuels right now. Next yeah. up, we have Radsey. Radsey, he caught up with Mustache Mount- Mountain after their match at the NXT Takeover. What were the state of Tyler Bates' pants? Oh, I didn't know he was in his trunk still. So no pants. This, yeah, this no pants. This has been my your, favorite. This my has favorite. been your Tyler Bate pants update for, my, for the week. Um, Bate, um, you know, <coughs> he says, you know, we're down, but definitely not out. So we're gonna come back and win those titles. That's the only th- he said it exactly like that. Talk no. like AJ Styles. He he said, you know, we're gonna go in there. Me and my buddy Trent Seven, we're gonna win the tag titles. I hate that. I hate that Gillette commercial. It pisses me off every time I look. I don't at have it. toxic masculinity. Okay, why are you talking to me, Gillette commercial? Oh God, Daniel Bryan's the biggest face of the company. Get out of here, Tom Brady. I do like your choice for president, though. It was a good choice. I don't know. They both kind of suck at that. That, that, that yeah. Best that of luck, point. Tom Brady. Or not. Or not. I don't fucking I'm not care gonna show, I'm I not really going to show any. Uh, I honestly bias. don't give a shit about the football. About, about I mean, Super I don't Bowl. give a crap anymore since the Chiefs like lost. I honestly the Rams and the, That Rams and Chiefs games on Monday Night Football was some of the most amazing football I ever, I mean, I've ever seen. So, like, for that Son. and for that to be for us to be denied that matchup, I was I was bummed out. Fuck off, Brady. Next up, we have Radsey again, but he's with. Tony Storm after her NXT takeover match, Storm said she won the Mae Young Classic to earn this opportunity. No, you what? no, she won a different match to earn this opportunity. She won the Mae Young Classic. They aired this? Yeah, this uh, this uh, No, they aired the her saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then she goes Maybe on, maybe it got her to be noticed. And then she goes on and says, "I could have challenged for the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championships, but I wanted to win the NXT UK Championship." Well, congratulations, Tony. You got what you wanted. You made a stupid decision because man, main roster money. Well, actually, no. Not. If you think about it, what was it? Becky is it Becky Ronda or Rhea Ripley? Who going to go after? Go after the two hundred five Live Women's Championship. <coughs> She's like, "Can you just make me one real quick?" Thanks. 
I'm just saying. Who would be? Man. Yeah, you think. Maria Canales. No, they're all the same. It'd be her versus Maria Canales. Yeah. If she's still around. Uh, but she says she chose to stick around to NXT UK because it deserves the best women's division possible until she gets called up to the main I'm roster. I'm trying to think how many like um, weight divisions are in the females for UFC for us to justify a weight weight division. Welterweight. <laughs> oh, God. No, Bantam. Okay, Ronda was a Bantamweight. Uh-huh. Featherweights is a higher above... I think Amanda Nunez is like well, she's pretty much champion of that, but we don't know how much longer the featherweights are there. And then you got bant you got bantamweights, and then you got flyweights, and then you got atom weights. But I don't think atom weights. Bay bay. Okay. Oh, atom, atom, like a, like they're so small, like an atom. That's exactly what it's. That's like like that's, nuclear. Like less than a hundred pounds. Like nuclear. Yeah. Like Casey Cantazaro. I just can't cool. think her and Ricochet are together. I just can't stop thinking about that. So they are gonna they have like they probably have the most athletic sex. Anyway, um, <laughs> honestly though, they're just doing they're just doing cartwheels around. That's probably gonna be another YouTube highlight there. <laughs> Next up, Eddie Dennis versus Jamie Ahmed. Uh, Best of luck to the both of you, Dennis D. Uh, he sucks, man. I don't like it. Not Eddie Dennis. Not best of luck. No, best of, best of luck to Ricochet and Casey Cannizzaro with your really athletic sex. But no luck to who, who? Jamie Ahmed or Jamie Ahmed and Eddie Dennis with their non-athletic sex, uh, which is wrestling. they might as well have had sex in the ring. I would have been way. It would have been way more entertaining. Honestly, yes. Uh, it started out with a series oh, of God. chops. Watch the WWE Network, guys. NXT UK gets crazy. It's getting hardcore over there. They're going back to the hardcore title. Oh my god! Uh, uh, Dennis not letting up on the on the headlock to uh, Ahmed uh, jabs to Dennis, followed by a roundhouse kick to Dennis. Big boot to Ahmed in the corner. Uh, the shaky leg superplex to Ahmed because you know how Eddie Dennis does that <laughs> shaky leg. I'm thing. still reeling like Nigel McGinnis calling this match. He is dropping Trow and he's dropping Trow too. What is going on? He's blowing him. <laughs> my God! Here comes the finish. Oh, oh, hit the finish everywhere. Oh, we're nasty. God, what have we become? <laughs> and they kicked me out. Um, <laughs> uh, then he hits the next stop driver to Jamie Ahmed, and then Eddie Dennis gets the pin and the win. So there we go. Next week, it's been announced. We get Mustache Mountain versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. I'm watching this week's NXT UK for once. Uh, yeah, the next week's going to be fucking great. Um, after this, we Wait, have... is that going to be on Access? No, that's... Oh. No, because they filmed three. Oh, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see. Next up, we have the main event: Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks, the Kiwi Buzzsaw. We're getting, we're actually getting this match now. Uh, yeah, we're finally getting it. Uh, no hotel run-ins this time. Tra- First of all, I just want to say. So yeah, what do, did they ever like find out why Travis Banks was not? Yeah, because Jordan Devlin, my people slam my door all the time. Sorry. Mm. Um, Jordan Devlin attacked him at the hotel. Remember before the show. Oh, and then Travis I Banks tried to come out now. and he tried to come out and he was like, they were like, oh, I can't do it. You know, what does Jordan Devlin like what? He's just going to win. He's going to Baron Corbin this and win by forfeit. Hey, I won. No, I don't know. Um, so uh, show means Baron Corbin. Travis Banks runs into the ring uh, to the two exchange strikes. Uh, suicide of Jordan Devlin times two. Uh, the fight spills out into the crowd. Um, because they get to fight in the crowd now. They gotta, they gotta pump up these shows somehow, man. That, that I mean, UK crowd, Mustache Mountain and Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. That's one way to pump me up. Uh, well, no, it's just sometimes the UK crowds are not as 
energetic as the USA crowds they have. The, I mean, how many tapings have this poor crowd have been through so that's far? That's true. You're very no, you're very right. Uh, we have a super Thez press off the barricade. Jordan Devlin. I mean, the same thing applies to NXT though, but oh, whatever. Go Devlin ahead. focusing on the left knee of Travis Banks. Double stomp to the back of the standing Jordan Devlin. While he's kind of bent over on the outside, there's been double stomp to the, his back off of the off of the apron by Travis Banks. Really cool spot. Uh, Kiwi kicks to Jordan Devlin, uh, backstabber to Banks, Spanish fly to the floor to Travis Banks, another Spanish fly in the middle of the rings uh, to Banks, but Banks gets up and uh, hits Devlin with a massive clothesline, a Kiwi crusher to Devlin, kick out. Uh, Banks misses with a slice of heaven because so at this point. What is a slice of heaven? It's a, it's like an insiguri off of the top rope uh, oh. to a standing opponent in the ring. Okay. Uh, but he he picks up Jordan Devlin for this. But he wait, who's doing the 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 enziguri, The person on the top rope or the person on the floor? The person on the top rope. Oh, that's that, cool. That's Travis Banks doing like the enziguri, okay. jumping off. Uh, so he picks up Jordan Devlin for this. And you remember um, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada? You remember, Every day of my life. Uh, remember the time when he tried to hit the Rainmaker on Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega fell to the ground because he, he fainted. He collapsed. He collapsed. This is exactly what happened. So he collapsed when he tried to hit the slice of heaven. So Travis Banks hit the floor. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, they fall to the outside. um, And they're both men are so exhausted. They don't make it back in. Double count out. Will we ever see a finish between these two individuals? I guess we'll we'll, we'll see (laughs) on the upcoming weeks what will happen between Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin. I've always just Travis Banks is sometimes some of these guys I forget their names. Travis Devlin and Jordan Sasha Banks, Banks is a favorite cousin. Is that true? No, no. not at all. No. Sasha Banks is probably not even her real name. So um, and Travis Banks well, probably is his real name. I mean, did you get Johnny Saint say we're gonna have to do this again? No, because they they don't have him talk anymore. That's the reason why they have Sid. They put him down. Oh no. Aww. <laughs> Poor Johnny Saint. No, that's the reason why they have Sid Scala out there as the the co general manager or as the Johnny Saint manager. needs his hat nap time. Be- he's oh, all right, I'm done with it. He's, he's just like, like angry hey, old Johnny. Man. Wake up, huh? Huh? <gasps> what are we doing? Oh, uh, 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 Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. <gasps> Main event. Okay, <gasps> I'm going back to sleep. Anyway, <coughs> can you <coughs> can you bring me a muffin from the muffin shop, please? Those two coughs were kayfabe. That one cough was shoot. Anyway. Anyways, guys. NXT. Let's, let's move UK. On. That was NXT UK. That was NXT UK. Let's move on to NXT. NXT Vanilla, right here from Full Sail University. So I'm NXT Union Jack, and you're NXT Vanilla? No, American flag, because we're in Florida, motherfucker. NXT Freedom? Yes. Freedom is... It? No, I can't sing the whole song. I NXT, January 23rd, 2019. Before the show started, we see Ricochet in his in-ring gear and shirt and belt walking the full-sail parking lot looking very determined. He said, he said uh, Ricochet just got here to the stadium. I'm like, honey, Ricochet was not walking to the stadium with his like cut-up shirt and like tie. Hey, he, maybe he like enters the... Maybe, I, I, honestly, it's probably like very effective for pro wrestlers to just dress up in their ring gear before they reach the and arena. Just, and just drive there. Yeah. Just blast his theme music the entire way. It's like, it's like that scene One from it's like only. it's like that scene from The Simpsons where Marge realizes she's late for uh, church, ah. and then as soon as she gets out of bed, it's like it's a good thing I dressed up ahead of time. She's oh, like yeah, yeah. incomplete Sunday Come for on, Sunday Homer. best. Anyway, um, Velveteen Dream starts the show in his finest dark garments and very stylish do rag. Uh, Dream is very over with the crowd. He says he he has a sparkle in his eye and something very special in his sights, and he waits for no man. He's probably the most over person in this segment. He's probably the most over person in this roster. Uh, the sparkle in his 
the sparkle in his eye is the sparkle of championship gold. More specifically, the North American Championship. Because, what? Yeah, he should have moved on by now. Yeah. Um, Undisputed Era inter- interrupts Dream, specifically Adam Cole. He says what they've been saying all week. 2019 is Undisputed Era's year and will have gold all around their waists. And tells Dream to dream on. Bobby Fish shames... Bobby Fish shames him, and the crowd chants, shut up, Bobby. Yeah, so Bobby Fish. Okay, so what's up with Bobby Fish? He looks like the Undisputed He looks like era, a fish. He looks like the Undisputed Era version of X-Pac. Like, he looks like X-Pac when X-Pac was in the Man, NWO. That's a, that's an insult to X-Pac. No, he looks like X-Pac when X-Pac was in the NWO. Remember when he had, like, he was like all the NWO I, logos everywhere? I mean, I guess, I guess it's just like... He has, I like, guess, the fish I, logo on his pants. I guess it doesn't help the trunks. fact that, like, Bobby Fish more or less sit out when Undisputed Era was just fucking killing it. His like, belly. I have no doubt in my mind, like, Bobby Fish would have, like, could have contributed just as equally as a Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But then you could, there is that, you know, inevitable, in, in, inevitable, like, you know. Uh, inevitability? No, no, no. Inevitable perception that the fact that he was out of action for almost an entire year makes him sort of more or less the weak and he's like showing off his belly button and also he's he also more or less lightweight re-injured himself when he came back yeah like he was off that madison square garden show yeah. um where am i fish then says it's undisputed that we are in the era of undisputed dream retorts that he will dispute that only if cole will let bobby respond which drew tremendous amount of ooh. That they then go for Dream, but he throws them out of the ring, and Dream escapes the ring in time to do his pose and play his music. I wonder where they go with Dream because I, when I, when I like look at this segment, it's like man, this guy is Dream just comes off as in this segment alone, like he just kind of comes off as spinning his wheels. Yeah, like you know, he, he it's like he finished his homework and now he's just sitting on the desk, just like no, he's, he's he finished the test early and now he's just waiting until everybody just finishes their tests just to go along with the day, like. What am I supposed to do here? Just stare at the. He should be able to leave early. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, they start promoting the tag and women's matches for TakeOver. And I showed you this picture yesterday. But the graphic for the women's match has this terrible picture of Shayna Baszler. <sighs> it's like she's trying to make, like, she, honestly, like she's trying to make her tongue. No, like, yeah. It's like she's trying to make the, yeah, yeah, her yeah. tongue not touch the sides of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then. Like she kind of looks like Donald Trump Jr. You ever look? look, look. You're just like Again, another everyone to Donald I mean, Trump. Yeah, because he sucks. But then he kind of she kind of makes the same face Donald Trump Jr. makes. We're like, that's the best way I can describe yeah. it. Uh, the pose with the title on her back isn't helping either. Uh, they have a video recap of her match against Bianca Belair. It's pretty good, and I'm sure that match will be all right. Right. Uh, did you post that NXT Takeover Addiction graphic? No, we'll post it tomorrow morning. Okay, cool. Because For the few people that didn't get to listen. To the mm. prediction addiction on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Royal Rumble you? 2019 and NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, up next, ADR Morrow isn't fooling anybody after he reminds us of the opening segment and recap of the Cassius Ono match from last week. Did you hear that? It's like it's clearly just like an it's not off the feed of the commentary. <laughs> it's just like, how about that opening segment with Velveteen Dream? We're going to look at the recap of Matt Riddle and so, Cassius Ono. I, I want to... Every time I, for some reason, <laughs> every time I think here of Cassius Ono now knocking someone out, I feel like the person that gets hit should be like, oh, no. Jeez, that should like that. They should just have a button. Yeah. In the back. Oh, no. Yeah. Honestly, the more I look at Riddle and Ono side by side, the more I think they could pass off as siblings. 
Like with Riddle being the little brother who gets everything with the least amount of effort, and like everything good happens to him, and then oh, Ono yeah. is like the older, less loved child. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the exact yeah. opposite. Like, and and he also feels like super entitled about it. Yeah, because that's really just this that feud in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. you know he calls William Re- he co- he goes to William Regal and calls him a shiny new toy. Like, why don't you love him? I didn't like, want me? a little brother. I never asked for a little brother. Yeah, pretty much. So sad. I'm gonna kill him. I swear I will. Put I, down the yardstick. Oh no! And eat your vitamins. I'm gonna do it. Anyways. Running away. What else happened? Shayna Baszler. Uh, Oni Lorkin and Dana Dan, Dana Burke. Dana Brooke. Uh, Danny Birch versus Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Holy shit! Fasten your seatbelts, motherfuckers. Uh, Bartel and Eichner no longer enter to Vorak number nine. Thanks, Walter. And now enter to generic butt rock number seventy-two. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. With the exception of Bartel, it's time to throw away the combs. We got ourselves a fight because they're all bald. They toss each other around. The bald they... brawl 2019. Again, except for Marcel Bartel. It's like he stole their hair. Uh, they smack each other around. It's all fast. It's all great. Danny Birch does his two finger salute, not the middle one. Uh, Lariat by Eichner on Lorkin. Bartel lifts Lorkin from the top rope and tosses him to Eichner, who catches him midair and does a goddamn brainbuster. Like it was a lawn dart into a brainbuster. Right, right. Oh yeah, into Eichner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bartel then does a topai suicida. Uh, Eichner then does a double springboard moonsault on Lorkin for a two count, which looked great. Uh, and I put down on these notes. I want these guys to fight the undisputed era like yesterday. Who? Bartel and uh, Eichner. Oh no, dude! Uh, what do you call it? Um, like Bartel and Eichner. These guys and and Birch which... and Birch and um, Lorkin are going to NXT UK. You th- I mean, oh, that fuck make, yeah, that kind of no, sense. because they didn't they say something like later, like it doesn't. matter. I feel like they've they've or already it, been there. It, it was either on that or it was on Twitter. They said like we we can do it here, we can do it there, we can do it anywhere. So. Each day of the year. Yay. Um, where am I? Eichner sets up a European uppercut powerbomb with Bartel, but Lorkin rolls over after taking a setting up for the single. Wait, hold on. I am Uh-oh, not a good North taker with Bartel, but Lorkin rolls over after taking a powerbomb setting up for the single leg Boston Crab. You guys watch this match. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Bartel breaks the hold with an Inziguri. Eichner clotheslines, clotheslines Birch out of the ring. Lorkin does an uppercut on Eichner. Then Tope Suicida's out. Then fucking Eichner does a fucking plancha on everybody. And if you haven't seen Fabian Eichner, this man's huge. And for him to do a Tope... Wait. It was a double spring. Tope, Suici- Tope Suicida. It wasn't a double springboard, but he did that earlier in the match. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh... Then Lorkin rolls up Eichner as Birch prevents Bartel from stopping for the pin and the and the win. This match was a goddamn riot. It was probably just as long as my description of it. Give these lads twenty minutes. Give these lads a pay per view spot. Give these lads WrestleMania. Yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. So, but you know, we'll see yeah. uh, next week. We'll have uh, Eichner and Martel versus <laughs> Mustache Mountain. <sighs> Getting chills. Uh, coming up next, we get more Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. Hey. I'm Poppy. Is there anything more to say? You got anything else more to say about Poppy? I don't like her music. I started listening to it more. It's all it's just all super poppy. I mean, that's and I wasn't trying to be like punny about it. It's not the the genre. It's not even poppy. I just thought it was like I thought she was like metal with like whatever, man. It's probably just not your thing. 
It's not. I'm sure it's. I mean, again, it. she's famous enough just to warrant an NXT loud theme. Amen to that. Just, just imagine Triple H like writing his Range Rover to poppy music, or maybe like her daughter's. It's Corey Graves, dude. Maybe it's he's a, like the head like music director. At fucking, I is don't it know. really. I don't. Is know. he the F? Is he the C and CFO? Corey, I don't know. Maybe. Who's the dollar sign? It's <laughs> it's Vince. <laughs> I want to be money. I want to be money. Or yeah. Shane. Yeah. Uh, we get a Champa Black promo for their title match at Takeover. It'll be good. Champa Black. Uh, Yoshirai and Kairi Sane. They face Amber Nova and Tanaya Bruxton. Oh, Amber Nova's the really like good looking one. Yeah, Amber she drives Nova, cars, right? Yeah, Amber Nova is the mechanic chick at the Mae Young Classic. She and I, drives cars. And I think Bruxton's thing is that she does a heel move and shouts, You're welcome to booze. Ooh, or, boo. Or silence. Yeah. Most likely silence. A uh, quick match, Tiger Fane kick and a double missile drop kick from Shirai. Excuse me, swallowed some spit. Uh, assisted moon assisted moonsault from Shirai and pin from Sane. These ladies are cool. Not sure how much longer they'll be a team since there's like a bigger upswing for them as singles competitors than just a tag attraction. But for the time being, I'm enjoying what they're doing. Well, it makes me think if they're going to have any of these ladies involved with the NX or the WWE Women's Tag Team Division. You can't just have two Japanese women in a program. Whatever. Okay. I'm being facetious. Facetious. I don't think it's true. That's true. After a break, we get a promo from Sane and Shirai. Shirai says, we are best friends and no one will stop them. And together, Sane and Shirai hug and says, yay. Hey. Hey. What's going on over here? Before we get there, this is probably the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Why, you've seen it more adorable? What's the most adorable thing you've ever seen in wrestling besides Bertie Danielson? Uh, I'm telling you, that picture I saw earlier of... uh, of Zach you Gibson's. think that's more adorable than Kyrie saying and Io Shirai saying yay in unison? Yes, I oh. definitely do. You have a black soul. Um, speaking of uh, bad transitions, uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke <sighs> then enter as Duke Snidely says, oh, how cute. And I got to tell you, Corey, this segment, Marina Shafir, she has the best, and that I mean worst, monotone yet nasally voice ever when hey. she calls uh, Shirai and, Sane, and uh, Kyrie Sane adorable. Like she's like the Monsters Inc. Uh, receptionist. Oh, hey. Adorable. Oh, adorable. And it's then she goes on to say, don't get comfortable. We're going to be sending you out to sea. Oh, yeah. That was, that was really weird. That was a really weird line. This was a 20-second segment. And I swear to God, I thought it was twenty minutes. It was fucking weird. Anyways, I mean, it was just, you pit you pit two uh, ladies with in which English is not their first language, and then you pit them against two ladies who you have no idea what like, first language they are after coming out of this segment. Yeah. You would assume English, but after this segment, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my doubts. Right, but uh, yeah, this was just weird. Yeah. I mean, Shirai and Sane, they're adorable as hell, but. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Brian Alvarez tweeted about how they're the cute, like Kyrie saying is the cutest thing in the world at 12 o'clock midnight. <laughs> so I was like, yep, that's his plans. I mean, whatever. He's Brian Alvarez. Yeah. He has to watch NXT eventually. Yeah, he's watching some. Right. No, he was preparing for his, this podcast. Yeah. He, we were watching at the same time. Probably. Yes. I am Brian Alvarez. Uh, I always thought uh, you were like the Dave Meltzer of the show. Thank you. I'm like the Brian Alvarez. Not the, I mean, right down to the same injury. Yeah. Get well soon, Meltzer. Uh, Bobby Fish with Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Dream attempts a Dream Valley bomb early into the match. Fish looks like he hasn't lost a step, which is nice to see considering he was out of that Bobby MSG Fish. multi-man match uh, months prior. Right. And I was worried for a second. Like, oh, shit. Oh, and so I, at War year. Games? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. not War Games. Uh, the the MSG show, oh, the house show, yeah, where yeah. they just like, hey, let's get all our best people. No, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's Triple H. Hey, let's get all our best people. You go to MSG, we'll do something. Um, <laughs> double axe handle from the top rope from Dream to Fish. Adam t- Adam Cole talks shit to Dream and asks him to do something. Dream responds by saying, "You want something?" He hits Fish and then and says, "That's for you, baby." Which got a good, great reaction. Baby. Dragon screwed to the outside from Fish and now he's working the leg. Fish continues the leg work, but Dream does a top rope drop kick and Spinebuster slam for the comeback. Dream attempts an elbow drop, but Fish rolls over and reverses it into a knee bar. Dream, Dream reaches for the top rope and Cole stretches the rope, preventing Dream to get it. Fish lets go of the hold like a fucking idiot and argues with the ref. Again, like a fucking idiot. Uh, Dream attempts a roll up for a two and attempts a Dream Valley bomb, but the leg buckles. Um, Dream then tosses Fish onto Cole and then gets Fish back to the ring for the Valley Bomb and then the elbow and then for the pin. I thought this was a pretty great television match. It quelled my fears about Fish, um, about like thinking Fish wouldn't be who he once was in his Red Dragon days. And uh, what more can be said about Dream? That dude's uh, call up ready. Finish his test early. They're all going up to the main roster. Do you believe? Eventually. Do you believe Adam Cole? Does he mean NXT Gold? Are they going to be draped in NXT gold in 2019? He says NXT will be draped in gold, but he never said NXT gold. Yeah. Is it going to be NXT gold or main roster gold? What do you think? Uh, for the time being, I think I think these guys have at least another year in NXT. Yeah, me too. Uh, some shirtless dude with hair is singing a song for the NXT show. Sucks. Sexy. Uh, we get a recap of the Street Profits getting beaten by Forgotten Sons. Again, great name for these guys because I forgot about them. Every I forget about them every week. Prophets, sons, next week. I'm sure we'll forget about that, too. Uh, we also get Sane and Shirai versus Shafir and Duke, probably at Phoenix. Like, these both these matches are just going to be a Phoenix right, show. Right. I, honestly, like, I feel like I don't even want to, like, watch NXT next week, knowing the nature of it. Well. It's just going to be a, it's gonna be to recap takeover. It's like, we kind of just know what's going on. I hope they, I really do hope they, like, find a way to really just bolster up the week after. Because you're building off the momentum off takeover and you're going to show just these house show matches and um i mean i get it you sell the results when are they going to film the show when when are like they gonna before be able- takeover like so this you're is gonna how fil- it's always going to be film a show that has storylines advancing no like, that but and then that's the thing like it's not going to be it shouldn't be just it doesn't have to be storyline advancing but at least make them a little bit more uh enticing yeah. which i understand they can't because this is if we're going to make it more enticing, then we might as well put it on TakeOver. I don't know. It's I, I just sort of feel like they should just take a break, I guess. I don't know. No. Um, where am I? Ricoch- this is the main event, which is Ricochet and his Ding Dong song into the ring. Uh, ding Dong. Gung, gung, gung. Ding yeah. Dong. Uh, his literal first words are Johnny Gargano taboos. He says he was blindsided by Gargano after his spiel about being better than him. Gargano in 2018 is the same as 2019, and that he showed his true colors, and that's why he loves you. No, he doesn't. Uh, and that is, and that he is a liar and is deceitful and only cares about himself. Ricochet showed his true colors by being a champion, something Gargano is not, which prompted like a ooh, right kind of thing. Uh, Gargano comes out and calls Ricochet Rick, which is great. Uh, he I'm says, just glad Ricochet didn't call him homeboy at all. Yeah. Uh, he says Gargano always has a plan, but instantly they beat on each other. But Ciampa comes out to yes chance. DIY is back? Do you think DIY is back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gargano continues to beat down Rick. Aleister Black comes in to beat on Ciampa. The, the faces and heels 
beat on each other, it's a beat off. Uh, DIY chants as Gargano and Ciampa stare down. Ciampa be- uh, beats down Black as Gargano watches in a trance state, like he's Festus. Uh, springboard DDT to Rick, Butterfly Driver to Black. DIY chants continue along with a hug it out chants. Hug it out. As they continue to stare. Uh, as Champ as Ciampa slowly tries to leave, Gargano slowly follows, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Uh, Ciampa extends his hand, but then all of a sudden, Candice LeRae stops Johnny. No, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. What happened to absolutely Candice LeRae? Not. Are they just uh, waiting to fucking like push her? I guess. Like, like she'd be perfect person to, I to guess take Baz- a title I mean, off Baszler's- of Baszler. Uh, she actually would be the perfect person. I don't know. I, just, I don't see LeRae at that level. I mean, yeah, well, she, she has a new cred and everything, but uh, yeah, um, she's probably one of the greatest women indie wrestlers around that yeah. was around. That was NXT. Uh, great two matches in the with the bald boys versus the Italian bald boy and the boy with the hair alongside with Dream and Fish. Uh, NXT stays being NXT. Cannot wait for Takeover. Ricochet, Gargano, can't wait, and everything else. All right. Anyway. Wrestling show and tell. Guys, strap yourself oh, in. I have to get out of this page first before we get into the 1992 Royal Rumble match. Ah. It's here for the Rumble. The Royal Rumble match. 1992. We have Jake the Snake Roberts. Anyway. Rick Flair. Yep. Uh, I noticed the you said a really pretty busy precedent now for these uh uh, for these show and tells, because when last week when you did the Jeff Hardy Undertaker thing, you, know, oh. you had to, you just had Re- to say the build up and everything. I'm like, yeah. damn it, now I have to do it. So here we go: the 1992 Royal Rumble match background. Uh, you watch the beginning of this pay per view on the network, and right off the bat, you hear Vince McMahon listing the roster, and the only way Vince McMahon does it, coked out of his mind, filled with dollar bill signs, but mostly coke. Uh, it's time for the Rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble '92. Background check on some of the key players. Spring of 1991, Ric Flair had a contract dispute with then WCW President Jim Hurd. This is all shoot, by the way. In which he would have to take a significant pay cut. He would also have to shave his head, wear a diamond earring, and be named Spartacus. Hurd said this was a way to get with the times, according to Flair's anecdotal account. So, again, fair warning. Could be getting worse. Right. Uh... But shoot, Flair told Hurd to fuck off. Hurd tried, uh, fired Flair and vacated the belt two weeks before the Great American Bash of that year. But he took the title with him. He took the title with him. Uh, September 1991, Ric Flair signs with the WWF, reti- retains his Nature Boy character, and takes the gold belt with him in full display, which was a legal nightmare for both promotions involved. Uh, and WWF sometimes had to either blur out the belt or have Flair go out with an old incarnation of the tag belts. And and as you can hear from the listing from Vince McMahon in the beginning of the pay-per-view, he calls uh, Ric Flair alleged champion. The alleged world champion, Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, Flair claims he owns that he, he owned the belt due to a $25,000 deposit that NWA champions had to pay once they won the title. Jesus can you Christ. believe that? Like, I don't I, know. I what, know a lot again, of I'm not, we're not historians here. We're not Dave Meltzer as much as I want to be. Um, but... You think that's actually true that they? I mean, I know they had to put a lot of people had to put deposits on belts to to carry them around. But then that's just that's not. But then does that mean it's their belt? Or no, no, definitely not. But or do you think? Is, or do you think deposit, the way a deposit works is that if something happens to something, they take that money. No, it's still. Their you think property. they get that money back? If yeah, they if I the belt? if I put a deposit on this place and I ruin a door, it's not like I own that door now. Okay, it's just because I never really put a deposit in my life, so oh, yeah. I don't even know how those work. I just felt like you have to pay this if you want to play. 
like what Roland, Paid one Roland right. Alexander would say of APW. Yeah, that's his name, right? Roland Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember. R.I.P. You don't. You gotta pay. You want to play? You gotta pay. Where am I? Nonetheless, he wants the real world's champion, the WWF Winged Eagle Championship, aka the all-time great wrestling belt. Yeah, I said it. Suck it, big gold. This Rumble match is for the title itself. Why? Survivor Series 1991, Hogan loses the belt to The Undertaker via Ric Flair shenanigans. The rematch was sanctioned in this Tuesday in Texas the following week because of because of that with Jack Tunney ringside. Wait, hold on. I've got to proofread my shit, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Tuesday in Texas the following week because of that with Jack Tunney ringside to prevent any shenanigans from happening. Then shenanigans happens with Tunney knocked out cold. So he didn't see Paul Bearer accidentally put ashes on Undertaker's eyes, effectively costing him the title for Hogan's to take. Tunney says, fuck y'all, we're vacating this. Another key player in this match, Sid Justice. Commonly known as Sid Vicious, Sid was poised to be the next Hulk Hogan by decree of Vince himself. But Sid always preferred being the heel. Nonetheless, he was due for a big push, and you'll find out why. Rumble time! You ready for the Royal Rumble? I'm ready. Rumble time. Murder's row of uh, promos of the roster before the match. Randy Savage wants Jake the Snake after fresh off that angle with the snake bite. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid Justice whispers like this, and he will just whisper. Ric Flair announces that he comes out number three. Yes. Well, this was, that was, um, but I'm talking about the promos of like. Right. Yeah. The montage of promos. But yes, Ric Flair, he cuts a promo of him saying he's number three. And this is about the, I like, of its time, this was probably the most face-like Ric Flair has ever shown. I thought it was like super weird. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, was the mean. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. He doesn't say that, but Mean Gene, I drew number three, and so that means I'm going to show my endurance and blah blah blah, and be the world's champion. Like that is a face promo. Repo Man wants to take the Rumble because he steals. What's mine is mine, and what's yours is also mine. <laughs> yep. I, Avoid yep. the noid. Uh, British Bulldog barely speaks because he's British. Uh, Jake the Snake says you can't always get what you want, but he always gets what he needs. Trust him. Ric Flair yells and that he lived only one way. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Paul Bear, Paul Bear and Undertaker be creepy. Hulk Hogan says, we're gonna have proof Hulkamania is gonna get the title back through didn't 29 he, other men. Can you say something like me and the Hulkamania? What are you gonna do, brother? It was every Hulk. It me, was, it he was, said, me and all the young Hulkamaniacs were gonna rumble all over you. I was like, ooh. Oh, he also does a rumble. I was like, Hogan, it's fucking. that's the creepiest line I've heard in a long time, dude. Oh, he'll get creepier. Um, as Howard Finkel announces the rules, we hear Bobby the, the Brain. Fink. He- Come on, the Fink. <clears throat> it's the Fink. I address him by his Christian name. Uh, we hear Bobby the Brain Heenan get all nervous over the match, and uh, an all-time great call from this man later on. Jack Tunney presents the belt and stipulation to a chorus of boos for some reason, maybe because it's just Jack Tunney. Uh, Heenan wants this to just just start. He's just like, oh, come on, come on, come on, ring the bell. So they do. He's a big supporter of Ric Flair, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, they had a, an alliance. I forget what they're called, which is surprising to me. Him, Mr. Perfect, and Ric Flair, yeah. Yep, because I think Mr. Perfect had an injury, but they still wanted him around, and Bobby Heenan because he's Bobby Heenan. Which is a great, it's a great look. They all have blonde hair. They all like super confident in themselves. It's Really, you can't think of a better way to introduce White Ric guys. Flair. I mean, oh, white privilege. Number one is the British Bulldog. Number two is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. They go back and forth. Bulldog skins the cat, clothesline DiBiase to the floor. The first elimination. We get a countdown and number three entrant. 
I love how That's, Bobby Heaton's like, who's going to be number three? Dude, fucking pay attention to the promo, Bobby. Well, fucking, if you listen to previous episodes of Smack It, I didn't know this. Jose didn't know this. Ric Flair enters as number three in the 1992 Royal I Rumble. I know it. Power press slam from Bulldog to Flair as Heenan sighs in despair. Nasty Boy Sags enters. Bulldog eliminates him. He faces Flair again. Haku enters. He beats down both Flair and Bulldog. Flair exits beneath the ring for a breather but attacks Haku. Bulldog eliminates Haku. Coming up next, Shawn Michaels to a tremendous seat because this was fresh off the barbershop breakup between Marty DeGenny and himself. Janetti isn't in the match due to this. and Michael, He suffered lacerations. Yes, and Michaels says he saved Marty 29 other beatings, Ooh. which I thought was a great line. But true. it doesn't really make sense because he enters at number four, so technically it would be about five, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 26, I mean. Uh, Tito Santana enters, tries to go to Flair. Such Falls. a good look, by the way, Tito Santana. Arriba. Uh, Heenan's relieved as he loses it every time someone tries to eliminate Flair. Flair low-blows low blows Bulldog, but tries to eliminate him, but Tito, like an Complete, idiot, stops legal. Flair and saves Bulldog. The Barbarian enters. Vintage WWF. You want to see beef. This man is beef. Beefy. And when I mean beef, I mean steroids. Uh, he lifts Bulldog up, trying to throw him out as Flair punches Bulldog, but Bulldog over- overcomes it. Then up next, Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. I looked away for a second, and I looked back, and I'm like, Oh, the Ultimate Warrior is in this match. There's a lot. There's a fair amount of comparison with yeah. Kerry Von Erich and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, um, which Kerry Von Erich is way better than Ultimate Warrior. Uh, he immediately faces off with Ric Flair, which is a callback to their history together years prior in WCCW and the business they've done together. And uh, fun fact: Did you know? I feel like you've known this. I feel like I say this every time I mention Kerry Von Erich. That this during this period of time, this is post '85. Yeah, Kerry Von Erich, one foot. He has one foot in his WWF run. Yeah. Motorcycle accident. They infected his leg, and they had to amputate it. Jesus Christ. And uh, if I, you wouldn't have noticed. No. He's uh, fine. There's a reason why he has those Ultimate Warrior tassels on his boots, because he has one foot. This was also probably big. Uh, the presence of Kerry Von Erich was also probably a big deal for Sean to be working with Kerry, because Texas was where you know he got to start with the Jose yeah, Lothario yeah. kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, Kerry Von Erich, man. Seriously, like. Had, had he not had that motorcycle accident and just kind of more or less cleaned up his act, which kind of like he honestly could have been like the biggest star of the 80s. Like, yeah. Had um, I look at that guy like he had so much charisma and he could and he had like in, like in ring. He was so much better than Hulk Hogan mm. and he may not have been the best talker. Actually, no, he was a fucking terrible talker. Honestly, watch those old WCCW episodes but there was just something that you get you he he you could really get behind him like he was super yeah but he wouldn't have gotten the push from mcmahon ever i honestly think he could have like the way he looked like he looked he was pretty much like ultimate warrior but likable uh repo man enters the ring works on tornado repo repo man greg the hell greg the hammer valentine enters the ring is filling up nikolai volkov enters. everyone's getting hammered yep. by the way yep. <laughs> i love how they say he's, uh, he's it, it was it, no it was Mons- it was uh gorilla monsoon he's like oh he just he got hammered and he kind of <laughs> you hear a little chuckle yeah he looks happy but he gets booed as gorilla monsoon says it ain't looking great for the russians which i don't know what happened in 1992 in the russians uh, Gorilla also notes that Flair has reached the 16th minute mark, putting over his endurance. Hammer applies a figure floor on Flair. Volkov gets eliminated by Repo Man. Big Boss Man enters and unloads on everybody. Hammer gets Big eliminated. Big Boss Man, the athletic fat guy of this. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that was 
Big he, Boss he Man was so, was he is so chunky, but he's like doing like these like kicks and everything. It's just like yeah, he can do um axe like he could do spinning axe kicks and everything. He yeah. could probably do. A, I fucking hate his his Irish whip though. When he runs into the rope, it's just annoying. It's like it's like he's fucking resting on that rope for a minute. And then he just like and then he would just bounce off yeah. the rope and it would just look really awkward. Uh, anyways. I don't know. I thought it looked pretty cool. Repo gets eliminated but sneaks his way Re- to the back. Repo, man. That and uh that's that's committing to the game. the noise. Twenty two minutes on for Flair, and right on cue, Flair eliminates Carrie and Bulldog for heat. Yeah, that was actually kind of surprising. Yep. Uh, yep. Matador and Sean are then eliminated after a spillover. Hercules enters and forms an allegiance with the Barbarian because uh, they were a tag team. But it doesn't last long as Hercules eliminates Barbarian as Barbarian was trying to eliminate Flair. And then he himself gets eliminated as Bossman punches him out from behind. Just Flair and Bossman now. And this, we're getting to the spot that you're talking about. Bossman then tries to dive into Flair, but Flair guts out of dodge and Bossman runs into the ropes with a little bouncy bounce, but then spills out. It's just Flair for a brief moment, and Monsoon, Heenan, and the crowd is processing that Flair is by himself at the moment. Well, I love, didn't, Heenan, he won! He won! Like, will you stop? He has a lot. We're only halfway through. Yeah. I'm only halfway through these notes, by the way. Um, Keep it going. Roddy Piper enters, fresh off his IC title win. By the way, he was the most over-fucking guy in on that show that he's night. Roddy Piper. Jesus Christ. I would have been a huge Roddy Piper fan if I was watching, like, if I was, like, my age watching wrestling back then. Roddy Piper would have been your guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, maybe because this was a 20-minute match between these two, but I thought Piper and Flair showed, like, tremendous chemistry for this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they sold, they both sold each other very well. No, but I also thought Roddy Piper was no-selling some of Flair's stuff, like, in a, like... Because he's tough! But I I didn't think, I don't know if it was like that or if it was him, like, legit, like, trying to be, like, no-sell him and big-dog him. Yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts enters, and he just gingerly walks to the ring, and he does his tranquilo spot. Um, not really. It's just him relaxing. He's like, "No, go on. I'm just gonna." I'm well, because Ro- Roddy Piper thing. had uh, Ric Flair in a headlock. Yeah, he's like, "Do it." And but then, then he just attacks him after. Yeah, not long after he breaks Piper's fl- uh, sleeper on Flair. Jake then clotheslines Flair. Jake sets up Flair for the DDT, but Piper stops it. And then at this point on, Heenan thanks Flair and says, "It's a kilt, not a skirt." Thank you, Roddy. I thought that was really yeah, funny. Yeah. And then Flair does a figure forward to Jake, but Piper stops, and Heenan almost immediately just does a 180. Immediately calls Piper a freak, a skirt-wearing freak. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan enters to an enormous reaction, which is still one of wrestling's greatest mysteries. How is this man so over all the time? At this point of the match, Gorilla then puts over Flair's resilience and athleticism, win or lose. And I seriously thought like stuff like that, where the face commentator kind of like resigns himself right. to the heel. Like, that's how you make a star, man. Right. Erwin R. Scheister enters the ring. Duggan rams the heads of Flair and Jake together. Flair flops. Classic. 36 minutes for Flair. Counting to count down for Flair will always get him over. The murderer Jimmy Snuka then enters the ring. Blah. Less said about him, the better. Uh, the Undertaker with Paul Bear enter. Gingerly enters. Immediately takes out Snooker. Yay. Gingerly. I love that because he's ginger. Yep. Uh, yeah, he is. He goes after Flair due to the shenanigans of the title match's previous pay-per-views. Uh, Duggan saves Flair, but is then held by IRS and gets beat down. Then the macho man's Randy Savage enters, but gets beat down by Taker. Jake runs away, but comes back as soon as Randy is vulnerable. Double X handle to Jake. Eliminates him and immediately eliminates himself by jumping over the top rope to beat down Jake I was too roided out, brother. I didn't know what was going on. So Gorilla covers this by saying, Sometimes the heart takes over the head. Sometimes you forget what the fuck's happening. It's what happened. But then they kind of like work around it, and this is their justification. Heenan then says you have to be eliminated via offense, an offensive maneuver from someone else. 
Thus, Randy's back in. Wait, 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 wait. No. Someone has no, to eliminate no, you. No, no, that's bullshit because what about the CMLL star? What about the AAA star who jumped? It was Mil Mascaras who jumped on himself there. Go, oh, he's eliminated. Done. Well, you know, rules can change. You know, sometimes you do a free. You, sometimes you do a free. Sometimes you do an extra point kick from the twenty yard line, and then hey, nope, thirty. Yards. I will say this: um, they were good on their timing. Yep. Um, uh, thus, Randy's back in. Undertaker gets low blowed by Flair. Heenan says he tries to lift him, which prompts a "Will you stop?" Hey, everyone, it's Virgil. He's after IRS. It's mostly Undertaker and Flair at this point. Colonel Mustafa enters the ring. Rick Martel enters the ring. There seems to be somewhat of a holding period at this point. And, uh, gee, I wonder why. Because as soon as I say that, Hulk fucking Hogan. They all gang up on him, but he eliminates Undertaker, who slides his eyes back in rage as he eliminates Berserker. Hey, uh, why'd you throw me out, Hogan? Yeah. Um, Virgil and Hacks are eliminated. Skinner enters. Uh, tobacco chewing freak Skinner thanks AOSW uh, Sergeant Slaughter enters Skinner gets eliminated by Rick Martel then it's Sid Justice the guy who's poised to win at number 29 the warlord enters to a silent number 30 Sid tosses Slaughter into the turnbuckle and Slaughter told sold this so dangerously as he rushes right into the upper post and falls straight to the floor like it was fast forward you guys should watch that IRS gets eliminated by Piper via necktie grab warlord gets eliminated by Hogan Sid eliminates Piper and Martell and then we have our final four Sid Hogan Savage Flair Savage is eliminated. Hogan and Flair trade chops as Sid watches. And he's like, huh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then Sid eliminates Hulk Hogan. Thus, and then not soon after, long after yes, that, yes, yes. Sid uh, Hogan and his bitch ass grabs Sid Justice's hand. And with that, Flair tosses Justice out. Yeah. Flair from number three to the end at one hour and two seconds. And this is the first time anyone between the number one through five. So they've been going on all night. No, nobody through the one through five spot has made it to the end. And uh, at one hour and two seconds, Ric Flair is your new WWF champion. Nice. And what do you do to crown your new WWF champion? And your you hold a really your, cool promo. Your, you have a you have your hot signing look like the a million bucks. Immediately run to the back because Hogan and Sid Justice, fuck off. This is their spotlight. We're going to have an argument in the stare down between us two because you're Ric Flair. I'm Hulk Hogan. They did? I didn't see this. Yep. It was very much there. Okay. I honest, there was, honestly, like with, the, with that finish, like there was zero reason Hogan can ever be in the right here. I, and I, the crowd was booing. I honestly thought, though, the back of the segment with Mean Gene and Ric Flair at the end, him like... You know, no, that was the la- That was the final thing. That you was see. really cool, though. Yeah, but I thought then, that was really a good way to end. The but show. then think about it when you're in the live audience. You didn't oh, yeah. see that. Promo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So post match, they don't have big screens at the time. Yeah, right. Post match, Ric Flair puts the be all end all promo by saying, "With a tear in my eye, yeah. this is the greatest moment of my life." The only way to stay number one is to be number one. And that WWF title is the only title that makes you number one. Ooh, shots fired. When you rule the WWF, you rule the world. Ha ha ha. I love it. Um, nice. We then get, and we also get an all-time moment with me and Gene Okerlund, rest in peace, tells a poor stagehand to put, 
tells the poor stagehand to put that cigarette out. I love how he does it like like he works it into the promo at first. Like, put that cigarette out. And then Wait, no, I'm here with Ric Flair and Bobby Bobby the Brain Heenan, Mr. Perfect. Put that cigarette out. And I love how like there's like a, you can tell there's an awkwardness to the, it. The PA is probably like really, and then you could see me and Gene like. Yeah. Like he has this look on his face, like it's probably yeah. a fire hazard. Anyway, anyways, that was the rumble, and they woo to the oh, exit. Oh god! You got Ric Flair being all sweaty. He's with the winged eagle belt, the greatest belt of all time, and one of the great, all time greatest. Everybody in that room, I think the big everyone in that entire room has a case for being the all time greats. Maybe yeah. uh, Mr. Perfect to a lesser extent. Yeah, he was pretty perfect. He's yeah, yeah. Anyways. Royal Rumble. Wrestling show and tell for this week. Congratulations, Michael. Wrestling show and tell. You wore everybody out this week. I'm sorry? You wore everybody out this week. My personal... I honestly always wanted to rewatch and take note and let people know that this was my favorite Royal Rumble Nice. Because really the main reason, because of Flair's number three to the end spot, and also it was all... It was very much... What every Royal Rumble should be, which is a perfect amalgamation of the roster of that era. And one hour. In one hour. Exactly. One hour, exactly. This, some might, some people say this is the third act of an entire year's worth of storytelling. But to me, the Royal Rumble is always the absolute, like, great jumping on point. Yeah. For, Mm. like, for wrestling, because you get to see the entire roster. You get to see some subplots going within that Rumble. I mean, they're not going to, you see people who are not going to win, but have their moments. Right. Like and Ty Dellinger in 2017. Yeah, like, this was a smorgasbord of people. And uh, yeah, I, I Rumble 92. It's a very different Rumble classic. than they have now. Like, there's not like the, oh, who's going to show up? Who's going to yeah, like, be a there, surprise? There was, was very obvious fillers onto this. Yeah. But the, it was perfectly spread out. Yeah, absolutely. It was very well spread out. And um, yeah. Nice. It was great. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Everyone else appreciates that. But well, next week, hurts. I'm not going to wear you guys out. With an hour-long match. My wrestling show and tell for it next week. It was fun, week. honestly, and that match is fun. My wrestling show and tell next week is a, is a three-way dance, a triple threat tag team match from 1998's ECW, ECW, Living Dangerously. We have Watch ECW, dude. the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon <laughs> versus New Jack and Spike Dudley versus the hardcore chair-swinging freaks, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rock. Please tell me you have a non-WWE network link for this. No. I can find one and I'll post it. We got to find it because if New Jack's involved, we got to get the non-WWE one. Why? Because I want to hear Natural Born Killers. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I think. I'll find. I think he entered to that song at that time. I'll find. All right, guys. Uh, before we get out of here. Happy Michael, birthday, Honky Talk Man. I want to go yeah, home and play uh, Resident Evil 2. Yeah, great. There's more birthdays than that. Michael, okay. you know, I'm sorry. There's tons of birthdays. Okay, but it, are you going to start off with Honky Talk Man? No, I wasn't. That was my main event for tonight. Okay, you just ruined that. You ruined the He's show. He's a Honky Talk Man. 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 Have a happy birthday to the Honky Tonk Man. Turning 66 years old today is the Honky Tonk Man, born in 1953, also born in 1980. Turned 39 years old. Michelle McCool. No, she's married to the Undertaker. Oh, that's not bad. She's... Did you just realize that? Yeah. Jay Briscoe turns 35 years old, born in 1984. And turning 27 today, Mark Andrews, born in 1992. How old is Jay Briscoe? Uh, 35. Yeah, from Delaware. Uh, turning 27 tomorrow on the 26th, we have Sasha Banks. 1992, it's her birthday, born in 1992. God, she's only a year older than me, huh? Um, turning 33 years old, we have Tyler Wilde. Um, he's a, a indie star. Born in 1987, turning 32 years old t- this year, we have one member of LIJ. 
uh, evil. Everything is evil. Evil. It's his birthday. What, bro, what, what do you think his birthday cake would look like? It's just uh, black. Ice. It's just chocolate. Just chocolate. Yeah. Um, Road Warrior Hawk's birthday would be tomorrow, too. That, that's where we remember. It would be his 62nd birthday. Um, yeah, we remember Road Warrior Hawk. And also, on we don't have any birthdays on Sunday because it's the Royal Rumble. There, there, there's no birthdays. All birthdays are canceled. Oh. Only birthday for the Rumble Burger. Um, on Monday, though, we have three birthdays we like to celebrate. Turning 44 years old, we have, born in 1975, Shark Boy. Happy birthday, Shark Boy. Born in 1978, turning 41, Seamus. And the second birthday for LIJ this weekend. And born in 1988, turning 31 years young, we have Sonata. Man, he's only 31. I mean, he's 31. 31 years old. I thought old. he'd be younger than that. Nope. Okay. Keep keep wishing, buddy boy. All right. Let's end the show before my computer dies and we lose all audio files. Guys. Oh, Jesus. For City Wrestling Radio, for KCSF. Charger, man. I I have everything else plugged in. Michael, this is a, this is a I live in this room. I, it's not a fucking studio. Sorry, I just lifted the veil. Anyways. Let's get out of here. Guys, hopefully you have a great weekend. No, let's just keep stalling for time until all this runs out. For KCSF, for City Wrestling Radio, for me, Corey Five, Smith, four, I'm Corey Smith. Three, two, I'm Michael. I'm Michael Vergara. That's not what happens. All right, I got to get going. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. We're going to run out of batteries. Woo!